Welcome back, Box Breakers. Today, we are going to be talking about dating. Kind of a dreaded topic amongst teenagers and their parents, whether it be father-daughter or mother-son, or father-son, mother-daughter. But it's going to be an interesting podcast. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back to talk about dating on Breaking the Box. We're breaking the box. So, who are you dating? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> the topic is dating. That's what we're going to talk about today. Well, so, I... Mm, well, you what? Well, no, I'm not dating anybody, oh, okay. <laughs> but I guess there's people that... Want to date you? No. That you want to date? No. Oh. What I mean is there. it depends on what somebody's definition of dating. Because if it's just talking to somebody and stuff no. like that... No, dating I'm... is dating. I know, Actual dating. But going some on people... dates, calling you your girlfriend, I'm just boyfriend. saying some people consider like... Some people are just extreme like that. They don't even have like people's phone numbers that they're not, you know, whatever. And they say they're dating. Not that I personally know, but I don't know how people think. Okay, so that's a good reason why we're talking about this. Because <laughs> you don't know how people think. And what people consider dating and not dating. Let's define it I real consider quick. It. All right, let's define it. So you tell me what you consider dating. Then I'll tell you what I consider. Okay. Dating. Go for it. I consider dating when you ask somebody out and you go on multiple dates with them. Even if you're not technically official, even though it's usually your boyfriend and girlfriend. But if you've gone on multiple dates with a, the same person, multiple times. Multiple dates, multiple times. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so that's what you would consider dating. Yeah, somebody you're like actively. Okay, so just to clarify, and I'll, I'll answer these same questions. If, okay. um, if you are dating somebody, but neither of you have really made it official or said we're committed to one another, mm -hmm. but you've gone on several dates and another guy asks you out, what do you do? Do you go on a date with the second guy or do you say, you know what? I'm kind of seeing somebody right now. Uh, we're not officially dating or boyfriend and girlfriend, but I'm seeing someone right now. And then if it doesn't seem to, to be something that I want to continue, then maybe I'll give you a call. That's... Or do you just say, sure, let's go out and go out on a date with another guy. The second option you would just go personally. Out on, you would just go out on another date with a different guy. No, you, you you just give three options. I said the second one. Okay, what's the second option? Because the second one was the one where you said I was kind of seeing somebody, but if it doesn't work out, what was maybe. the first option? I don't know. That was the first option. Oh, okay, I thought that was the second one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not what I meant. For me personally, that's what I would do. Okay. Okay, so let's say I'm just going to keep asking you questions here okay. just to kind of see your perspective. Okay. Okay, so let's say you say that to that guy, mm -hmm. and then maybe a week later, the guy calls you or texts you and says, you know what, I'm not really feeling it. Are you? And you're like, no, nah, not really. Do you go text that guy and be like, hey, I'm ready for a date now? Or what do you do? <laughs> wait till he's interested again? Um, I just wait for him to ask me. If he asks me again, then I would go. What if he doesn't ask you because he's waiting on you? He shouldn't be waiting on me. He's the man. Okay. Well, what I don't, about... I'm not supposed to ask people out. People are supposed to ask me out. Oh, okay. All right. So let me give you some 
perspective on my side as okay. a parent, and then I will go through same the same question to oh, kind of okay. give you a different <clears throat> perspective. So I consider dating uh, is not necessarily being exclusive. Dating to me is I'm going out on dates with different people because I'm trying to see if I like somebody. Well, you may not even like the guy that asked you out on a date, but you think he has potential, so you might go on a date with him. That's what Hold I'm saying. Wait. Let me finish. Wait. I'm trying to explain what I was saying. That's what I'm saying, but it's different if you've gone on multiple dates with the same person. Okay, let me finish now because okay. what you're saying is an, is is contradicting what I'm trying to explain. Oh, okay. So listen. Sorry. My perspective of dating, not yours, mine. My perspective of dating is when you're going out on multiple dates, but it doesn't have to be the same guy. You might go out on a date with one guy and he mm -hmm. hasn't asked you out. You guys haven't texted each yeah, other yeah. anymore. So another guy asks you to go out on a date. You go out mm -hmm. on a date with him. Maybe you didn't like that date, so you don't really answer that guy anymore. Or is it to say, you know, I wasn't really feeling yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You're going out on a few <laughs> dates to try to find somebody. That or you say, I am exclusively dating or courting, what some people would call courting, this person. And we are together to be in a relationship because we feel that there's potential for a future. Yeah. One of those two things is dating. So my first question to you was, um, what was it? What do I consider dating? No, no, after that. Oh, after that, um, you said if a guy asked me while I'm dating one guy. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if another guy comes out mm -hmm. and you dated this one guy two or three times and another guy asks you out, my perspective is unless you're exclusively committed to the first guy, you go out on a date with the second guy. That's what that's what I was trying to say. Like it as lets... long as they've both come to me and asked for permission to like, hey, I want to take well, your daughter yeah, out on a course. date, then go for it. You know, you go on a second date, and I would probably tell them, listen, she's gone out on a date with another guy a couple of times. They're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but just so you know, if you take her out on a date, don't think she's gonna just commit to you next mm -hmm. tomorrow. That's what I was trying to kind of say, like. If I already am committed to one person and another guy asks me, even if we're not technically boyfriend and girlfriend, if we, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is a commitment if you're not boyfriend and girlfriend? What does a commitment look like? I don't know. I would say if you're committed, you are boyfriend and girlfriend. Period. That's just how it should be. There shouldn't be a commitment without, you know, being like, we're, we're an item. That's the commitment. I guess, okay. but I just... So, I don't now know. let's go to that third part where... Okay, what if this guy, what if this the first guy is kind of like after five, four or five dates, you're just not feeling it, he's not feeling it. Mm -hmm. Now you're kind of like, okay, this dude asked me out a week ago, I'm just going to wait on him. My opinion would be that when that second guy comes and asks you, uh -huh. if you told him, hang on, I'm dating this yeah, yeah. dude, I'm seeing this guy, and I'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. You should give him a time frame. Like, hey, I'm kind of seeing this guy right now. We're not official. We're not an item. We're not in a relationship. It's not my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But I've been on a few dates with him, and I'd like to see how it goes. Why don't you come back and talk to me in two weeks or a month or whatever it is? Yeah, you give see, him a time frame so that he can go, okay, I'm going to leave her alone so mm -hmm. she can go on a few more dates, maybe talk to this guy via text, yeah. see if she likes him. In a month, I'm going to come back and be like, hey, if he's really interested and he really thinks he, he might be the back. one, he'll come back in a yeah. month. If he doesn't. Move mm -hmm. on, right? Yeah. Okay. So because we're talking about dating and everybody has different definitions for dating and what their rules are, I want to just put out a disclaimer here that <clears throat> what we're talking about is specifically between me and my daughter. So if your pastor has different um, uh, rules for you, please obey your pastor. Yes. Uh, we don't want you using our podcast to say, well, 
breaking the box. They the told us that this is said. what dating is all about. Yeah. So this is how we do things here. And so if we can give you some perspective or some insight, that's good. But always go with your pastor no matter what. Um, and uh, I would say go with the whatever conviction is stronger. If your pastor's mm-hmm. conviction is stronger than yours or than ours, go with him. If you feel like being stricter or harsher on yourself and your pastor's a little more lenient, and you want to be a little uh, a little bit more strict on how you date, then then go with the stricter one. Also, mind you, I'm from the perspective I've only like technically talked with one guy. But it wasn't I've, really dating. And I wasn't really dating, and I've never like dated Gone anybody date. before. But I am only 17, so it's not like I'm like. Yeah, and nobody's you know, ever asked to take you out on a date, like yeah, take you to dinner true. or something, yeah. or take you on a on an adventure or mm-hmm. anything like that. So. Well, you know, they might say, <laughs> well, for me, I would take a, if I was going to take a girl out today, okay, mm-hmm. if I was going to ask your mom out and we were young today, mm-hmm. I would ask her if she would go out on a date with me. And if she said, mm-hmm. sure, what are we going to do? I'd say, we're going to go uh, zip lining or something fun well, like I know that. And you, then we're going to go to dinner afterwards. I know what you meant, but like, the way you said it made it sound like you were going to like frolic through the park or something uh, like, well, that could be maybe you're frolicking on horses or something that's, a, that's an adventure you can't frolic on a horse what are you gonna be like on top of the horse like well i'm not gonna frolic the horse will frolic. <laughs> <laughs> that mental image was kind of funny so here we go let's talk about it dating the first thing that are rules in our house i hope they are in yours um, again listen to your pastor but i think this is a good rule to stand by is that the young man who is interested should not only ask uh, the pastor of the young lady, but the father of the young lady. Mm-hmm. I would say the order to do it would be ask the father if the father's okay with it. Ask the pastor. If the pastor is then okay with it, then you can approach the young lady. Mm-hmm. The reason I say it that way is because if you ask the pastor, the pastor might be like, well, I don't know. Go ask the dad and see what he says, yeah. you know? So if you ask your dad first and just say, hey, I'm interested in maybe taking your daughter out of and then you can ask and getting her phone number, pastor. are you okay with that? The dad, a, a good dad, hopefully, <laughs> as I would say, listen, I'm okay with that, but here's what you got to do. This is her first date, so you're going to have to ask her pastor if it's okay to yeah. take her out on a date. And let him know when you ask him. I have already asked Brother Della Garza, say- and he gave me permission to ask mm-hmm. you. I was going to say, if somebody asks you already, then they can tell pastor. Yes. Well, I already asked her dad. So no, 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 you don't want to say it like that. See, but young you, man, listen to me for a second here. That's Girl. not what I meant. I didn't, didn't mean say it in those exact words, yeah. but I meant Girl, they don't could take, tell. First is don't take advice from girls on how to ask. I, that's not <laughs> what I was saying. I wasn't saying say it like that. Okay. What I was saying is they could mention that they've already yeah. asked you. The so best way to do it, it would doesn't be, have like, to be like, you know, whoever the pastor is, Mr. Pastor. Mr. Pastor. I'm asked. <laughs> <laughs> Brother De La Garza, to take Melanie on a dinner date, he has given me permission to ask you if it would be okay with you. And then um, if he says yes, then, of course, you have to approach the young lady. And hopefully she says yes. So that's <laughs> you got to go through a lot of hoops to get started. But the, the reason I think that's important is some people might go, man, that's ridiculous just to take somebody out yeah. on a dinner date. <clears throat> the reason I think that's important is because a good father and a good pastor are going to look at a young man and say, this young man, for some reason, sees potential to be my son-in-law or to <laughs> be, reason. you know, for the pastor. 
Well, what I'm saying is like he sees yeah, for but, some reason. But there's the some way interest. you the way you said it, you're like for some reason. If if you can't tell, Melanie's very nervous talking about dating on this. No, podcast. I'm not. I just think it's funny the way you're phrasing things. Okay. So before I was interrupted. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's part of the podcast. You can interrupt. I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you may look at this young man and think, okay. This young man, does he have potential to be a, I mean, is he a godly young man? Is he somebody I could foresee being a future son-in-law? Mm-hmm. Now, I know that might be weird to think the first time he wants to take your daughter on a date, but there are some young men that I would say absolutely not to very, very, very <laughs> beginning. You have. You know, well, I've said no for phone stuff. numbers, but I'm saying like if they really truly wanted to take you out on a date and the age limits were right and all the different things, mm-hmm. there's some young men I would just be like, look, I don't think that's going to be a good idea right off the bat. And it may be because they're not spiritual, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm not going to just be picky and choose. I'm not going to choose my daughter's boyfriend or husband, but I am going to allow a certain type of young man to ask my daughter out on a date. And the same with a pastor. He may have some discernment spiritually that would help him maybe give permission to a good young man. That's going to be a good person. That could be a potentially a good husband someday. And I would say this, if you're a young man and you have the courage to go up to a father and a pastor to ask for permission to date somebody, then you have to question yourself, what's the purpose of me dating this person? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the purpose would be, I see potential that she's, for whatever reason, I find her attractive, whether it's her personality or her looks, yeah, both, yeah. Uh, not in a lustful way, but you know, she's a pretty girl, she's spiritual or she's attractive, I like her personality. And I could see myself being in a relationship with mm-hmm. her. That's the goal, that you're in a relationship to see, do I like this girl enough to marry her? I think it's so. also easier when you're friends with the person first or like know them rather than a, str- a complete stranger. It's not just easier. I think it's almost necessary. I think it's almost necessary that the person that asks you isn't just some stranger that says, hey, that girl's pretty. I'll take her out on a date. Yeah. Most likely, if I don't know him, I'm going to say, uh, no, sorry, bro. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't do that. But if it's a friend of yours, somebody who's been your friend for a while, you kind of know them, you know who they are, mm-hmm. you know a little bit about them, and they want they want to maybe do something a little further than friendship and say, mm-hmm. I want to take her out on a date, and I potentially like to be her boyfriend, then, you know, it's easier that you've already established a friendship. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, well, it's I'm imperative. Not saying, I'm not saying either, even with just them asking you, I'm saying like to date people, like in if, general yes like if i yes. have a friend it's easier to that's date what i'm saying i know already that's me. what i'm saying is in general it should always start with friendship always 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 mm-hmm. every dating couple should start as friends i think that it, the first step would be brother del garza can i have your daughter's phone number i'd like to get to know her better mm-hmm. great go for it and if you get if she wants to give you her phone number absolutely go for it and then if that happens, you're talking, you're texting, you yeah. become friends, you get to know one another a little bit. Then he has the the to muster up the nerve to say, "Do you mind if I take your daughter on a date?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when we get pastor involved and say, "You need to talk to her pastor, mm-hmm. make sure this is okay." Because if she likes you and you like her, this is going to be more than just a single dinner date, you know. Yeah. And so that's kind of the the idea that I got there. The second thing is, I think it's very very healthy, especially early on, to do a lot of. Uh, group dating, mm-hmm. uh, whether that be like a double date 
or it be, you know, two or three, four couples that are in the dating stage and you go out with them. Mm-hmm. You guys can have fun together in a group. There's some accountability. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. If there's a desire for like a private date, then I think there should be a chaperone. Now, I'm different than most parents in that I don't think a chaperone, a parent chaperone should be sitting at the same table, <laughs> listening to every conversation. Like... It's kind of strange. But I wouldn't mind being in the same restaurant. Mm-hmm. And at an eye view where I can yeah. see you two in the restaurant the entire mm-hmm. time. You're across the way. I'm not going to bother you. That young man knows that I can see him. Yeah. You know, the daughter or what vice versa, however it goes, knows that the family can see, right? Mm-hmm. You got a good chaperone. If It doesn't have to be me. It could be whoever we decide as a chaperone. Yeah. That person doesn't have to necessarily sit at the same table. Now they could. If you do couple dating or if you do fun, like double dates or whatever, mm-hmm. then you'd all be at the same table. But if you just have a single person or, or maybe a, a few people that have gone out and you want to be over by yourself, that's perfectly fine. Just make sure I that think you're it's also, getting that permission. We're talking about a lot from the girl's perspective because we're talking about me. And I was but gonna I switch. was going to say <clears throat> from the boy's perspective, he has to make sure it's okay with his parents yeah, and his absolutely. pastor and all that stuff too. Yeah. I think it's good that you talk to your family, talk to your parents. Now, you know, some young men don't have the parents to talk to. Talk to a father figure, somebody yeah. you trust. Or but your, on the flip side, pastor, let's talk on the flip side. because We've been all talking about daughter perspective because you're my daughter. But mm-hmm. a young man, if it was my son saying, Dad, I'd like to go ask this girl out on a date. Mm-hmm. My job as a father would be like, hey, bro, that sounds good, but here's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Why don't you ask her dad yeah. if you could have her phone number and start with that mm-hmm. and get to know her a little bit? Because maybe after two weeks, you're going to think, man, this girl's annoying. I don't want to take weird. her out on a date. Or <laughs> maybe you like her a lot more than you realize yeah. after talking with her. And you're like, I definitely want to take this girl mm-hmm. out on a date. And we can go from there mm-hmm. and give your son the guidance and the perspective that he needs so that he's not trying to fumble through all of this and just go with it. Yeah. Another thing is guidelines. I think there's got to be age limits. I think parents and pastors need to put age limits. Some pastors say 18 and graduated. I'm, I think that that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I'm okay with my kids getting to know somebody via text, 16, 17 years old as friends. At 17, between 17 and 18, whatever time is a junior or a senior, if they start to go out on dinner dates or get a boyfriend, girlfriend. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not, and this is where se- several may clash. So this is where you may need to listen to your pastor versus me, um, for those of you listening. But I personally am not against long-term dating. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a problem to date a girl for two years before you take it to the next level yeah. of engagement. I don't think that's a problem or, or get to know for three years. Uh, you know, so well, I've seen like couples that are together seven, eight, you know, or I, there is, there is a, too there is long, a limit in my opinion. There's too like... long. Um, and part of the reason I'm, I'm not against long-term dating is because I'm, I'm really not a big advocate for long-term engagements. I really don't think an engagement should be any longer than six months. Yeah. I think that that's a really good thing to do, get engaged and get married within the six month period of getting or less. You know, if you get engaged and you get married in three months, that's okay too, as long as you have the time, the money, and the yeah. ability to plan it. But I wouldn't be okay with a three-month engagement if you don't even dating for three months. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to be okay with a very short-term engagement if, if the couple's been for dating for a long time. Years. 
not only does the young lady <clears throat> and the young man get to know one another, but each family gets to know the other That's as well. True. And instruct their families. Hopefully, you know, as if you start dating a young man, that as he spends time around our family, as we get to, you know, maybe we have him over for dinner, all the different things that go along with, you know, going on trips or whatever, yeah. uh, get to know him well enough that as your spiritual guide, I can give you like, hey, there's a red flag here in this mm -hmm. area. Or tell you all the things that I really like. Man, this is this young man's really good. And I mm -hmm. think these are some things you should really consider. Um, and so that guidance from both sides, whether it's the father to the daughter or the father to the son or whatever yeah. it may be, that guidance is really good to have. So that's why I'm an advocate for long-term dating. I think a minimum of two years of dating, like we're going to go out on dates. We're going to, mm -hmm. now not everybody has to do that. I'm not saying that's the, the rule for everybody. Yeah. It's just my perspective. I don't think dating when it's done right is bad if you do it long-term. Mm -hmm. A minimum, minimum, minimum for a year, especially if you've been friends. Yeah. A year of dating before there's an engagement is, is fine. Mm -hmm. But I would like to see a friend approach the dating stage and, and date between one and two years before engagement. And then you can have a short engagement. You could say, look, we know we're going to get married someday yeah. and start saving money before you're engaged. You could mm -hmm. do things. Uh, and it gives a young man a, a potential to say, you know what, if I'm going to marry this girl, I'm going to work on having a house and a car or whatever. It may mm -hmm. be an apartment, a, a, a starter home, whatever. And that dating phase of two years can give you time. If you are dating somebody for two months and then married to them four months after that, you got six months of time together. Mm -hmm. This is going to give you a whole lot of time. Now, can you make it work? Sure. You yeah. probably could. And with God's help, the marriage will work too. But I, um, that's just my perspective. Yeah. And I think that if a young man asks for, you know, to date you, that's what I'll tell him. I'll just be like, look, I, I'm not very big on advocating for very short term dating. If you're going to date my daughter and it's going to get serious, I'd like to see you put in at least a good solid year of dating, mm -hmm. getting to know her, spending time with her, uh, you know, taking her out to dinner dates. Uh, trying to learn what she likes and what she doesn't like, trying to yeah. learn her love language, let her lo learn your love language, those types of things, and giving you both guidance along the way. And then if you decide to propose after a year, year and a half, two years, then yeah. we're great. I'll I'll do everything I can to help you guys get, get started. And um, it also gives the parents a little bit of time. That's true. <laughs> you know, for me, uh, I don't want my daughter to date somebody and four months later get engaged and move out in six months. <laughs> it's, it's hard for a parent. And yeah. not only that, but the financial aspect. Mm -hmm. If you're going to ask my daughter to, to, to marry you and you're expecting me to help in any way financially, you have to give me a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. So as I see my daughter has been dating a guy for three or four months and it's going really good, I'm going to start putting money away mm -hmm. uh, even more than I do now to try to say, hey, I need to be able to contribute to this. Mm -hmm. So... Um. I think also another thing that people like have different opinions about is age gaps. I don't, I don't necessarily like big age gaps. Like I more agree. than more than five years is kind of a lot. Now there's going to be some. This is where we're going to really step on some toes. Um, age gaps. I would say let's leave it to your pastor. Yeah. Let your pastor and the families do it. In my personal opinion, and this doesn't isn't set in stone, there could be an occasion where it might be different. My personal opinion, 
I think a five-year age gap is is like the maximum. That's mm-hmm. pretty big. That's you know I feel like you got an eighteen-year-old girl and a twenty-three-year-old guy. That's a pretty big age gap. Um, the closer, the better. Yeah. The thing I I look at like your mom and my and myself, we're only six months apart, and um, that has helped us a lot. Because mm-hmm. even in five years, there's a culture difference. Yeah. Uh, the way technology has advanced, somebody that's five years older than you may be a lot more uh, cultured in their understanding of things before you were born, mm-hmm. <laughs> even, that's what, that's even though what it's I'm only saying. five years. But it's that's what makes age gaps hard is that there's so much of a difference, like not only culturally, but like emotionally and like physically and all that. And I think it also matters whether it's the girl or the boy. Mm-hmm. If the boy's five years older than the girl, it's a 27 year old boy and a 22 year old girl. I think that's going to work pretty good mm-hmm. because, um, females typically advance emotionally and, and mentally a lot faster than mm-hmm. young men. So a young man, three, four, five years older than a young lady in their twenties, I don't see a problem with that too much. The flip side, you know, a young lady who's 27 and her husband's 22, not saying it can't work. Mm -hmm. It's just that that young man is not only less developed than you were than when you were 22, Mm -hmm. but now you're 27. So it's even, it's even more. So, you know, I would say five years now, this is, we're talking about first time boyfriend and girlfriend, first time married, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. These rules, some of these rules change when it comes to older people. Yeah. You know, if you've never been married or, you know, in the world you were married and and divorced and you're starting the dating scene again and you're in your 40s, the age gap might be a totally different perspective. Like a 60-year-old marrying a 70-year-old is like not. As weird as or or a forty-seven-year-old marrying a thirty-nine-year-old may not seem that big. Yeah, that's a seven, eight, nine-year, eight-year uh, age gap, and it may not mm-hmm. seem as big a deal in that stage of life, especially if there's already kids, if there's previous relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if it's a first-time thing, it may not be as big a deal in that those later ages after mm-hmm. the after middle age comes around than it was with your first boyfriend. Mm-hmm in your teens and twenties. Yeah. So those are interesting perspectives. So let me ask you a question. Um, not to promote you in any way as, as available for dating, but just in your perspective, um, when, when, at what age do you think you'll be ready to be okay with dating? If a young man approaches us now, are you going to be like, yeah, let's do it. If you like them, or is it something like you'd say, you know what? I really like you. I think you're a good looking guy. I think you're nice. I'd really like mm-hmm. to get to know you as friends, but I'm not ready to date for like another year or two. What would you tell a young man? Um, I don't know. That's a hard question. Those are the kind of questions that I wouldn't know until I was actually there. You know what I'm saying? I like right now, I would say I would want to wait till at least I'm in my senior year of high school because then I'm like, not that I'm not as focused on school, but then I am almost done with school and I don't have to be like, you know, and like by next year, I'll probably have my driver's license and all that. So I'm not going to be studying tons of stuff and super busy all the time. But I don't know if somebody asks me tomorrow, it might be a different story. I don't know. Yeah, it depends I'm a, on how good looking you are. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just one of those people that like I'll plan things, but then when it actually gets to it, it comes like testimonies, the worst thing for me, 
because I'll plan my testimony that I'm going to give during church. And then I get up to give it, and I don't say half of what I wanted to say, and I say things I didn't even need to say. So, so you may give an answer now, but don't know how you would respond if it actually happened. Yeah. It's interesting. It's good to know. I think it's because of adrenaline and, like, nerves and, like, it de- also depends on who it is. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Uh, and your first question would be, like, did you ask my dad? Right? Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Did, Except, you, mm-hmm, yep, did mm-hmm. you ask my dad? Did you ask your dad? Did you ask our pastors? Like, who did you ask? I need to make sure this is okay. If I'm the first one, you if if you're the first one he asked, what would you say? If um, he said, "Well, I wanted to make sure you'd say yes before I go talk to your dad," what would you say? I would say, um, well, I think you need to go talk to my dad and let him know that you have already asked me before I give you an answer. That's good. And then he goes and asks you and you say no because he didn't ask you first. <laughs> <laughs> Which may happen. So That's probably, let, be warned, young man. Be warned. That's probably what would happen. Yeah, most likely if he asked you before me, I would think that maybe he needed some time to to learn how to do things properly. So But some people do that. My wife's my wife's dad wasn't even in church really when I asked him and I did the same thing. I asked him to date her and to and to marry her. So Did you ask him before you asked mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, your mom and I had talked about getting married, and we were very well, interested I'm, I'm in it, but we didn't, I hadn't actually proposed to mm. her. So, anyway, all right, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to talk about some things from the date, the dating perspective of the of the person dating, like deal breakers, mm-hmm. uh, things that you look for, and things that you might uh, want to avoid. So, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So. Now we want to talk a little bit about dating from a different perspective. And that perspective is, um, let's talk about like deal breakers, things to look for and things to avoid. Let me bring up my list. (laughs) I don't want to know all your deal breakers. What if I want to tell you them? Okay. What do you want to share with all the box breakers? (laughs) When did you make that name? I don't know. You know, hey, look, when you listen to Kingdom Speak. They have kingdom speakers, right? So right, sure. we got to have box breakers. Okay. Just, you know, uh, trying to follow the success path of other podcasters. Well, I feel like I have a lot of mine are the same kind of thing, okay. just worded different. Look at the list. I understand. Let's talk about it from a, the perspective. So first, let's ask, do you think it's a good idea that both the boy and the girl have deal breakers? Yes. Why? Because then that sets, first of all, it sets standards. And second of all, it helps them to know what to look for when they're looking for somebody. Because if they start dating somebody and they're not official yet, and that person, like one of the things I have on mine is self-centeredness. So if the guy's talking about himself the whole time and won't stop talking and won't let me say anything, then I know, okay, I don't, so here's this a, is not a There's a couple like, things we need to talk about surrounding deal breaker lists is first off, they can be too light or too strong, right? I mean, mm-hmm. somebody could have so many deal breakers that no man on the planet can meet <laughs> impossible. the... It's impossible to find person. him. He's got to yeah. be a perfect person. Mm-hmm. So, and then the other side of it is somebody could have just one deal breaker and so on. Virtually so any everybody dude is meets, like, yeah. meets the qualification. So how do you, as a person who has never dated, how do you think you balance that to have good deal breakers where you're not too much or too little? Well, most of mine are biblically, I can't talk, biblically based or like just personal, 
preferences, if that makes sense. Like I have. Well, I know what I'm saying is somebody could say, well, these are my personal preferences and there's so many, no man could ever meet the qualifications. Well, what I'm saying is most of mine are based on the Bible. Like they have to love God more than they love money and they, stuff like that. So I try to draw things from scripture, what we should be doing anyways. So, Obviously, some of these on here were very obvious, <laughs> like don't keep physical boundaries. And I put obviously because meaning if they don't keep physical yes. boundaries, it's a deal. Breaker. Yes. Yeah. But I put obviously because that's like a given, you know? Sure. Well, you think to some people it's not a given. So it's important to talk about. So the balance that you use is the scripture. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that they're a man, a good man according to scripture, at least in some of the principles that yes. you have. Okay. What about, um, what, what about these deal breakers? It, obviously, you've never dated anybody. So mm -hmm. we're just going to use a scenario here and hope okay. that maybe you can give the best answer <laughs> okay. possible because it's going to be one of those, well, like I don't know, place. I have to be presented with it, right? Okay. Scenario is you're dating a guy, mm -hmm. you really like him, He's you've gone on several dates, okay. um, maybe he's even your boyfriend at this point. Okay. And you're so you're exclusively committed to him. And then you find out that he's broken one of the things on the list after you've already started to really like him, maybe mm -hmm. even on the verge of love him. Uh, you're already uh, committed in a boyfriend girlfriend relationship. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you realize, man, this guy does this thing mm -hmm. and it's on my list of deal breakers. How, how do you deal with that? How do you know uh, when to say, look, even though it's going to be extremely hard, I got to call this off. Okay. So firstly, I, mine almost like, not that it has levels, but there are certain things that I'm like, this is an absolute no, if they do this. So not that it has levels of severity, but there's some things that are more lenient and other things that aren't. There's like, some things like that what? I just don't like. Okay. Give us an, a list of uh, lenient things. Okay, and then, then, let me see. then I would venture to say that we may need to make a separate list. Go for it. Okay. Give us some so of the So I have, things. because the other list is more mental based off of this list i don't have like my more lenient ones written down there's just things that would annoy me but i just like name something I'm, i have to think oh you can't think I, I, on the fly no so you don't really have anything in your mind about it it would have to just be in the moment mm. let me think for a second well let me ask you this while you're thinking what about from the boy's perspective? Do you think that a boy should be like, let me talk to this girl and here's my deal breakers. Do you think boys have more deal breakers than girls? Or do you think that boys are just like, no, she's pretty. I'm down. I, I don't know. I'm not a boy. So I would. Well, what I want to know what you think. I What's don't know. I don't have an opinion. Like you always <laughs> say. <laughs> I, don't I don't have an opinion. opinion on that. Okay. Um, there's little things like people fidgeting and stuff, different little stuff like that. That's like annoying to me, but I wouldn't be like, eh, you know. Yep. Okay. So we've covered sense. the idea of deal breakers that there, obviously there needs to be a, a deal breaker list. What about, what about things that aren't on your list? Well, you, that... you said other questions though. You said, and what if somebody like violated one of those, what would I right. do? Right. What would you else? do? So it depends on if it was just something that annoyed me or like. Okay. So let's say it was a real deal breaker. Okay. Like you found out after a while you realized, and my boyfriend's a lot more self-centered than I realized mm -hmm. when we first started talking. Then what? Okay. Then first I'd pray about it. 
and see if I like felt God impressed me with anything. And then I would probably talk to my parents and see what they think. Because sometimes... So if you pray, sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but I okay. want to be clear here. If you prayed and didn't feel anything, like, I don't feel a check in my spirit, but mm -hmm. I'm noticing he seems self-centered, yeah. would you still talk to your parents? Yes. Okay, so it's not, I would, and if he is still self-centered, then I would. Mm -hmm. Okay. So obviously pray first. And if I still feel like it was like, Maybe that's just me. Maybe I just think that. Then I would go talk to my parents and ask them what they think. Because there's something. Okay, so let's just boil down. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> keep interrupting you, but I want to okay. boil it down to: you are convinced a deal has been broken. What okay. do you do? So if I your prayed parents, about it your, and you tell God me, told you, you feel okay. it. Your parents know. Everybody's on board. Yep, he's self-centered. Okay. So. Then what? I would probably have a discussion with him about it, and if it didn't go well, I'd probably break up with him. Okay, so what would your discussion look like? Would you say, look, I think, I, know. I mean, would you just bring it out and say, look, man, I think you're being self-centered and that's one of my deal breakers, change or, or else. Or would you give him a chance to change? I would probably give him a chance to change and if he didn't. That's where I wanted to get to because that to me is not the right answer. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because here's, and this but is an, this is an old saying, okay? This is an old saying, but okay. it's true. Women always go into relationships thinking they can change the man and they never do. No. A man goes, hold on, a man goes into a relationship thinking the woman will never change and she always does. That's a saying. So if you go and present to a young man, hey, you're self-centered and I'm going to give you a chance to change, he might pretend for six months so that you'll stay with him. Well, listen, right? I don't think I can change people though because that's what I do. I give people one chance and if they violate that one chance, then I leave. Okay, you're saying it as if this has happened. No, I'm just talking about with like friends and stuff. I've had friends that okay, I'm not friends with so anymore. Just, just to be clear, you would say, I feel like you're struggling with self-centeredness. I think you need to work on it. And then what? If he said, okay, I'll work on it. I think you're right. You'd be like, cool and just stay with him? I don't know. See, that's where I think that you need to draw lines with your... With anybody. Needs well, how to. should I know? I've never been in a relationship to know. Well, I think that what you should do is approach the deal breaker list more strategically in that these things, if I find out they're a part of this young man's life, this is a deal breaker. There's no second chance. Deal breaker. That's not a second chance, though. Deal. That's a first chance. Right. There is no second chance. That's what I just said. There is no second chance. You violated. Deal's broken. I'm moving on. I think there needs to be those. Now, does self-centeredness need to be one of those? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you need to have a list. It could be only three or four things. Like you said, he has to love God more than money, right? Or more than whatever, mm -hmm. money. That has to be a deal breaker. Yeah. Like, if you like money, you're chasing money more than God. Like you go to work and you're working seven days a week and you never go to church. That's a money chaser, right? Yeah. Listen, bro, I'm, I'm not down for that. I'm, mm -hmm. That's a deal breaker. There's no second chance. Yeah. You like money too much. I'm out. Now, then there's other things that you could say. These are things I prefer and I need to keep an eye out. You know what? I would say 90% of young teenage boys in early 20s are self-centered. 
So that may not need to, <laughs> that may need to be something you could be a little more lenient on and say, Hey man, well, I miss... this is something you may need to work on and hope that he works on it and sees it in himself. I meant self-centered in a way where they like are cocky and arrogant, not necessarily just like self-centeredness in its general state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, though, that's what I'm saying is maybe you need three lists. You need deal breakers mm-hmm. and that needs to be a solid, this gets violated. I'm done. Right. Mm-hmm. If you slapped me cause you got mad on a date, that's a deal breaker <laughs> and a face breaker. Cause dad will break your face. Right. That's okay. a, okay. That's a deal breaker. Yeah. There's no second chance coming mm-hmm. back from that. Then there needs to be a list of things that are like semi deal breakers. So to speak, mm-hmm. these things are very important to me. I'd really like them to be part of your life. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is things that are preferences. They're not deal breakers. I'm just going to tell you my preference and hopefully we can compromise here. Well, because th- marriage relationships are full of compromise. You need to help me make those lists because <laughs> I don't want to separate my things because my uh, list got kind of long because I kept thinking of things I didn't like. Here, here's a good example. Okay. Deal breaker is you cross physical boundaries with me before we have permission to do that. Mm-hmm. It's over. I'm not going to give you a second chance because I can't yeah. trust you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. A semi-deal breaker or something that you really feel strongly about might be something like, I really want to have pets. If you like despise all animals, I'm not saying we're going to break up over it, but we may need to both like compromise or consider something here Mm -hmm. because I'm thinking, you know, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I really, really want to have a dog. someday. And if you're telling me I never want to have a dog, we may need to think about this. I'm not saying you break up over a dog. But it may need to be something. Can you live without a dog? Okay. Yes. Maybe you'll get to a point where you're like, you know what? I can live without a dog. It's just a really strong preference. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then there's the third list, which is just things that you would really like. For instance, man, I'd really like to decorate our house with blue. I like blue on the inside <laughs> of our, you know, or that's my favorite color. <laughs> okay. But it's not a problem. If he says, I hate blue. Okay, fine. We'll pick a different color. <laughs> yeah. It's not a deal breaker. It's not mm-hmm. even a semi deal breaker. It's just like, I want you to know that I would prefer um, to eat at home 99% of the time mm-hmm. and only eat out very rarely on special occasions. Yeah. Those are things that you can talk about that are like, these are just preferences. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things you'll need to have as strong preferences and maybe deal breakers. Like I want to have kids. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have any kids. This ain't going to work. Yeah. Okay. That's a deal breaker. Or I want to, this is a semi deal breaker. I want to have kids. So do you, but I want three and you only want one. Mm-hmm. We need to compromise here, right? I might have to give a little, you give a little, we'll have two kids. Well, I just hope somebody doesn't want more than two because that's. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Deal breaker. I want kids. You don't semi deal breaker is I want three. You want one. Let's compromise. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if there's willingness in the compromise, then you can make it work. Yeah. And then the not a big deal breaker, that's just kind of a preference is I prefer a dog over a cat. Which one do you want? I don't care. You <laughs> yeah. know, so no big deal. But you got to have these things that there has to be some things in your life, in your list, whether it's something you wrote down or it's mental, something in your life that is there is no way that this will get violated. And I will continue the relationship, whether you're Mm -hmm. in the dating stage, 
the committed boyfriend girlfriend stage engaged or even on the verge of getting married you find out something happens i've heard stories of people engaged in a month before their wedding just didn't feel like this person was going to mm -hmm. meet the qualifications so, right and cut the marriage or wedding off so what is your um idea of like physical boundaries well um for me now this is just specifically for us again listen to your pastor uh dating boyfriend girlfriend i think all physical boundaries need to be avoided meaning no kissing no holding hands mm -hmm. no hugging none of that stuff if you're not engaged to be married i don't think there should be any physical contact at all mm -hmm. because the physical contact can cause things to happen inside your body chemicals yeah. and hormones that rage that will once the boundary's been crossed it's easy to go further mm -hmm. and even if you stay pure and you never cross the boundary of sexual relationship you may go a lot further than you intended to with somebody you're dating and then what happens if it's done mm -hmm. right um i think that once you're engaged to be married you've had a serious relationship both families are on board pastors are on board you're engaged to be married I don't see a problem with a, a holding hands. Mm -hmm. And I think the decision to have a small kiss needs to be between the man and woman getting married. Mm -hmm. um, I would just say, man, I'd like to, to say, I'd love for your first kiss to be on your wedding day. But the truth of the matter is that needs to be something that you hold sacred. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be that that was when the woman got a first kiss. That's why the, the, the pastor, the priest or the minister would say, you may kiss the bride yeah. because now you have permission, right? So many people uh, don't look at a, a small kiss. I'm talking about making out. I don't think that's allowed. You should not be doing that before you're married. But in my opinion, a small peck is not going to be a big deal if the woman that's getting married and the man decide we're, we're going to be okay with this. But again, follow your pastor's directives. Yeah. Talk to your pastor. Even you talk to me. If pastor says, I'd really like for you to stay away from that, then you follow the, the leading of your pastor, your man of God as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. What a good topic to talk about. Before we go on, or before we end this podcast, I should say, I'd like to say that in no way was this podcast uh, meant for any of you single young men to <laughs> approach me anytime soon, because <laughs> I am not afraid of saying no. <laughs> so... Uh, this was not an advertisement for my daughter's hand or any other young lady, just to talk about the topic because it's important. And as teenagers and parents, we need to have these discussions. What do you think? I don't have an opinion. You don't have any other things to say about it? Nope. All right. Well, we're good to go then. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see or hear from you soon, hopefully. I don't think we'll see them. Or you never know. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.